Uh, plenty of sport to talk about. We're going to turn our attention now to the round ball game. We're going to do that with football expert and writer for Code Sports Australia, Adam Peacock. Adam, welcome back to the program. Good to be back. How are you, mate? I'm very well. How about you? Uh, good, good. At Socceroos training at the moment, actually. So, um, yeah, up in Brisbane. How are they shaping up? Of course, uh, set to take on New Zealand very, very soon. Uh, how are the Socceroos shaping up? Yeah, um, not all of them are here yet, unfortunately. They're all, some of them are still in transit, off, um, waiting to get off planes and, and the like. But um, how many have we got out there at the moment? I reckon there's about 20 here at training of the, the 31 uh, man squad chosen for this camp. So, um, yeah, they're, they're filtering in. They better hurry up. It's the game. <laughs> Uh, in about 48 hours, but that's the way of international football and club football on the weekend. It's all squashed in together, but um, yeah, they'll be here soon. What are you expecting to see from New Zealand on Thursday? Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, the Kiwis will, will put up a good fight, the proud nation, and um, by playing for their shirt. So um, I'm very much interest, interested to see what players on the periphery of, of Graham Arnold's squad impress. Um, there's plenty of opportunities to impress for some of these players, and um, yeah, we'll We'll see what transpires, but um, yeah, players like Jason Cummings, who plays at uh, Central Coast, Garen Cole, 18-year-old kid who gets his first chance. Um, yeah, I'll be very interested to see how players of that calibre um, try and convince the new coach that they uh, are worthy of taking to the World Cup. Tell us a little bit. Tell us a bit about Jason Cummings. Um, you wrote a piece on him uh, quite recently. Tell us a bit about him. Yeah. Um, put a, I had a quick chat to him this morning. He's out of a, a, uh, a local club doing a, a community visit, and um, yeah, he's a he's a fun-loving guy. Put it that way. He's never he's not the type of guy that's um, lifeless and, and boring to be around. Put it that way. He's um, he's a bit of fun. So yeah, he'll um, he'll liven up the camp itself. Uh, football-wise, he's, he's a he's a striker who likes to score goals, but he can. He can create and, and not necessarily just wait for the ball to come to him. He can, he can go and try and work things out himself. So, yeah, interesting. I, I think he's up against it to make the World Cup squad. I think there's uh, others in front of him, but he's an option if injuries play a part because everyone's going to be playing a stack again between now and November. Mm. Realistically, how, how good of a chance do we have come World Cup time, uh, a bit later on in the year? How, how deep can we go? Uh, I think that the goal... I'm talking to a couple of the players this week as well. The goal is to win another game for the Soccer of the World Cup, which hasn't happened since 2010, and get out of the group, which hasn't happened since 2006. It only happened once in our footballing history for the Men's World Cup. So uh, they're the two main goals, I'd say. Anything beyond that is a massive bonus. Anything short of that is a bit of a letdown. So, yeah, par would be to get out of the group and, and prove a few people wrong. Not easy, because Tunisia, Denmark, and in particular France are going to be very difficult opponents. What's going to be happening with uh, Tom Rogic? Uh, well, it's up to him. So he, he's available to play. Uh, Arnold will pick him, but he's got to be playing well and at his top. Now he's got two months to do that. He hasn't played yet for West Brom after the international break. I'd expect him to make his his um, debut. He's probably training at the moment back in Birmingham with West Brom to, to get up to speed once the international break ends. And I think there's about 11 games that they'll play between now and the World Cup. There's plenty of time to get up to speed whether or not that's good enough to actually break into the squad um, and convince Graham Arnold to drop someone who's been playing week in, week out for the last few months, remains to be seen. Okay. A-League not too far away either. How is the season shaping up, do you feel, Adam? Um, 
good. Like no massive implosion, uh, like explosion of ter- in terms of general interest with these huge marquees coming in. They just couldn't get through the door, unfortunately. They've got Nani, who will be great for Melbourne victory. But beyond that, there's it's pretty much as you were for the last few years. Now, as you were as a football fan, I actually enjoy week in, week out. There's, there's a couple of good games a weekend, like any league, and a couple that don't quite hit the mark. But that's the way it goes. I watched a few Premier League games recently and I've just looked at the end of it and go, well, that was the biggest waste of two hours I think you've ever had. Hmm. So there's no guarantee, no matter where you are in the world, that you're going to get a game of football. Uh, look, the, the football will be good. I will enjoy the football. There'll be storylines in and, in and around. It's just whether or not the stigma of, oh, the A-League's dropped off the pace, which I think is a little harsh, um, does kind of make it difficult for it to really cut through. We'll wait and see. Um, look, I, I think uh, it's a wonderful breeding ground for young Australian players. Eight have left these shores in the off-season to further their careers overseas. That's exactly what the A-League needs to be. And out and there should be young players coming through all the time going, wow, look at this guy. Cool, he goes over these places and stuff. That guy comes through. Wow, look at this guy. That, that should be what the A-League's about, as well as having a sprinkling of absolute star quality like Anani and maybe two others per season. Okay. Uh, Perth Glory, how are, how are they looking in terms of their fixturing and their uh, their ground issues? I won't say debacle because it's, you know, it's... It, 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 out of the club's control, but again, this is a like you, you could take a wide sweeping view of this and look at it and say, well, this is um, indicative of what happens in Australian football: compromised decisions all the time. You're never in control of your own destiny because you don't have your own facility. So you can't just say, no, you're not doing that because we're using it. And yeah, you know, I get that the need for um, HBF to need an upgrade, especially before the Women's World Cup. But it's going to really inconvenience Perth Glory and what they're trying to do after two years of extreme inconvenience with COVID or three seasons where they've, you know, state borders and been McGowaned and all that. It's a lot harder than it needs to be, it feels like, to try their best. Um, they've got an interesting squad, an interesting cross-pollination of, of experience and, and young Australian players and players come back from overseas who are Australian. So we'll see how Ruben Zatkovich ma- manages it all. But um, he's got the task ahead, I think, to make the finals. Mm. And just uh, turning our attention before we do uh, let you go to the EPL, of course we had uh, all the games postponed um, a couple of weeks ago to to the passing of the Queen. We had a few games over the weekend. What caught your eye the most? Uh, my main focus, well, apart from Erling Holland, again, scoring goals for fun and, <laughs> and just <laughs> finding new and inventive ways to score goals. I, I, I seriously think he's going to end up with like 50 goals in the Premier League this season. Mm exactly what Manchester City haven't had in the last couple of years, and that's the guy who's definitely going to put away the chances that are created. Uh, that aside, I watched Newcastle um, labour to another draw, unfortunately, and five draws out of eight, uh, seven games played for Newcastle so far. For it. So it's, it's pretty frustrating as a Newcastle fan that we're, we're there, but we're not quite there. So wait and see how it all unfolds um, with my boys uh, in, the, in the coming months, but um, hopefully it improves in terms of uh, wins... Uh, wins got. And how about uh, Ethan Wanneri? Uh 15 years of age making his debut for Arsenal. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I mean, Arsenal have long had this really good academy um, and they've been willing to give young players a go, but usually it's young players giving a go in the, the League Cup and the like, but 
now, it's like, wow, okay, 15 years old, give him a go in the Premier League. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty extraordinary and um, goes to show that, yeah, the, the, they don't mind and it's good to see Mikel Arteta doesn't mind giving someone like that a go, just to give them a taste um, because he wouldn't be giving them a taste if they weren't good enough. So, um, yeah, pretty extraordinary statistic though, 15 years of age. Certainly is. Uh, Adam, it's been a pleasure chatting on the program this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your evening. All good. You too. Cheers. Thank you. There he goes, Adam Peacock, football expert and writer for Code Sports Australia. I thank him for his time on the program this afternoon.